0: Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, would you let us know? Send an email to ToledoCalvary.org. We would love to hear what God is doing in your life today. Well, thanks for joining us online here today. So glad that you have been a part of this Sunday service. And it's a kind of a unique day for us. We're recording it in a different location and kind of in a different way because on Sunday morning, August 22nd, we're all going to be outside for a combined uh, all-together service for our Summerfest celebration. But I'm so glad that you're joining us here in this way today. Hey, before we get into God's Word, and if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Psalm 136. But before we get there, I want to take just a moment and pray for some situations in the world both the recovery of the earthquake currently uh, that happened recently in Haiti, as well as the current situation in Afghanistan. So many things that are happening. It just seems like it's right for us as the church to not only pray for these situations, but also to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ in these parts of the world. So would you just take a moment and bow your heads with me in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, it is good to know as we look at this psalm today that you are the God of the heavens, that you are king over everything, And so when there are natural disasters and when there are national disasters, in those places, God, you are there as well. And so we pray for those that have been affected by the earthquake in Haiti. And we pray for the situation currently in Afghanistan. Father, that you would in your way step in, bring your help, bring your strength. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are suffering in these places, that you would be with and mobilize and strengthen the church to bring your mercy and to bring your grace. Father, we ask that your hope and your presence and your power would be with them and that you would use these situations to be a time to turn people's hearts towards you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oftentimes when we're in situations like what's happening now, many of you will ask, hey, how can I give to help in these circumstances? Our partner in times of crisis is Convoy of Hope, and for years we've been working with them in these times. If you'd like to make a gift, you can do that online at Toledo Calvary. You can just mark your gift Haiti, and uh, those gifts will go to Convoy of Hope and help with the relief efforts that they're already a part of there. Well, we've been a series of messages called the Songs of Summer. I want to thank the last three weeks, Pastor Matt and Leah and Pastor Bennell for jumping in and uh, bringing just a good word to us each week as we've been looking on our way through the Psalms. And why have we called it the Songs of Summer? Well, we've realized that the Psalms are a soundtrack for the seasons of your soul. For the different seasons that we're in, whether it's times of praise, times of difficulty, whether it's when we're singing the blues or when we need to make praise our platform in times of problem and pain, we've been able to see that the Psalms help us in every season. So today I want to talk to you about what happens when you get a song stuck in your head. You know, we've been using kind of songs as a model for this. Have you ever had this happen where maybe there's a song or maybe even just a snippet of a song? just a couple of lines that get stuck in your head and you cannot get them out. The, the time I can remember this the most kind of inconveniently was years ago, Pastor Bill McGinnis and I took a trip to the nation of Cuba. And when we were on our way there, I can remember clearly being in an airport and hearing this song for the very first time. It was a new song, hadn't been out very long. I didn't know the song at the time. I didn't even know the artist. I just knew it was catchy and One little line got stuck in my head. And that night, after we had been a long day of flying and traveling and getting in and out of places, I can remember not being able to fall asleep. And I was laying in this bed in Cuba, knowing I needed to get up early the next day, a busy schedule ahead. And over and over again was just a line from a Justin Bieber song that I had heard in the airport. And over and over again, what I heard in my head was, my mama don't like you and she likes everyone. And it would go over and over in my head. My mama don't like you and she likes every-. I could not get it out of my head. And I can remember laying there and saying, I just want this to stop. And yet there's other times when something gets stuck in our head, and it's a good thing. It's catchy. We, we like it playing over and over again in our head. I hope today I can bring a little something to get stuck in your head that's better than, my mama don't like you. It's Psalm 136. This is what's referred to as the end of the great Hallel Psalms, the Hallel Psalms. They were psalms of praise that the people would sing when they would come to Jerusalem in biblical times to worship God for festivals and religious celebrations. And this one is really unique in particular because it's kind of a call and response. The the worship leader or the priest would stand in front of the congregation and would call out this Psalm 136. And one line would be read or recited by the priest. And then back to the priest, the people, the congregation or the choir would say part back To him, And so we're going to do this today because there's parts of our culture and our history that, that we know that if I began the Pledge of Allegiance, if I said I pledge allegiance to the flag, boy, you could run through that. If I started with Our Father, who art in heaven, you'd probably pick up and do the rest of the Lord's Prayer. There's songs that we learned as kids, a little twinkle, twinkle, little star, you'd be able to take it right from there. And there's something powerful when a group of people takes one thought and is there together at the same time. I've been in worship services. I've been at concerts where you have a room full of people who know and sing a song together. And as that just resonates, there's something powerful that happens. That's what happens in this Psalm. Psalm 136, and it goes like this. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. What you're going to find in this Psalm is that for 26 verses, we've got them numbered here, 26 times, each verse is going to end with his love endures forever. So I know this might be a little weird or awkward because you might be watching this on your TV or you might be sitting with your laptop or your phone. You might be in your car right now, wherever you are, if you can, and maybe not get in trouble or wake somebody up. Would you say that part, the response part with me? That at the end of each one of these verses, say it with me, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Verse three tells us, give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. Forever, And brought Israel out from among them, his love endures forever. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, his love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his love endures forever. And brought Israel through the midst of it, his love endures forever. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, his love endures forever. Forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, his love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, his love endures forever. And killed mighty kings, his love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, his love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, his love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance his love endures forever. An inheritance to his servant Israel, his love endures forever. He remembered us in our lowest state, his love endures forever. And freed us from our enemies, his love endures forever. He gives food to every creature, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, his love endures forever forever. Did you kind of hear the rhythm there? Did you kind of sense the feel of that, that there's this call and response? Can you imagine it with thousands of worshipers in the temple, with hundreds of people in places where the Jews would gather and they would sing this song? We don't know what the melody was like, but we can see that line after line, it was a call and response. And the people would say it over and over again, his love endures forever. And if God was a recording artist then this psalm is like a greatest hits album. Like, like it talks about his creation. It talks about the exodus. It talks about deliverance. It talks about who he is. So many themes that we've seen in the psalm, so many things that we hear over and over again. This passage of scripture brings it back to us. And my hope is that those four words get stuck in your head. Not my mama don't like you, <laughs> but his love endures forever. Because at the key moments of your life, maybe some challenging or difficult seasons, what if that song, what if that line, what if those words were stuck in your head? Uh, Let me give you some examples from this psalm, three of them, actually. Here's the first one. When life is good, his love endures forever. When life is good, his love endures forever. We won't go back and read the first nine verses of that psalm, but it talks about how God is good, how he's the Lord of lords, how he's the God of gods, how he created the universe, that everything that was made, he made. Now, here's what's interesting about that. Those first three verses talk about give thanks to the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, give thanks to who he is. That word thanks has the same idea as praise, It has the same idea as to declare something, to proclaim something, to confess something. One of the things that's really interesting about this psalm is it's really not a psalm where they're naturally just kind of giving praise to God. It's not a psalm to God. It's a psalm about God. It's a psalm that talks about who God is and about his greatness. They're not singing to God here. They're actually singing with each other about who God is. And I just want to encourage you. It's good for us, especially in the good times to remind each other of who God is. We need those times to be reminded that he's supreme above all others, that when things are good, we put our focus on him, that we look to him. If you were with us last Sunday, or maybe you watched online, you know that Pastor Biddle brought us a message about how powerful praise is in our lives. If you weren't with us, if you haven't seen the message, you really need to go out to our website or YouTube and check it out. And one of the things he talked about is that praise gives us focus, even in times of problem and pain. And he used the illustration of the glasses that that God has blessed him with, that he's been able to start wearing. And it was kind of a, you know, fun little illustration and a cool personal story. And then about a day, uh, or so after I heard the sermon for the first time, my glasses broke. See, I'm one of those people he talked about that is as blind as a bat. And I got to wear glasses or contacts. And I, I open up my glasses, like I, you know, kind of pulled the, the earpieces apart. And one of them just went flying off. I don't know why but it was fine the night before, but that morning it broke. So I took it back to the place where I got it. I I don't usually like to mention stores or wherever by name. I don't want to give an endorsement, but it's one of those big, like, warehouse clubs. We'll we'll just call uh, it—I'll make something up. It's called Bosco. So I took it back to Bosco, and when I was there, I I had the glasses with me in the case. So I had them sitting up on the the cart just a couple of days ago. Then I had to go buy a couple of other things— and when I walked out of the store, I put everything you know, back in my car and I drove home. And when I got home, I started telling Rhonda about the day, and I started telling her about what they said about my glasses. And in the middle of it, I realized I don't know where my glasses are. Like I don't know what I did with them. I went back out to the car and I'm trying to figure it out, and I'm looking around, and all of a sudden I realized, I'm pretty sure that I took everything out of the cart at Bosco and put it into my car and left my glasses in the shopping cart. And so I had to get back in my car, drive back to the store. I'm walking all through the parking lot. I'm looking at all the carts. I finally went up to customer service. And fortunately, somehow they, they had my glasses. Somebody had turned them in. But what's interesting is I was so caught up in the things I'd bought and the beautiful day and knowing I was going home that I left the very thing that helps me to see more clearly, I left it behind. This is something that's so key. Oftentimes in the good times, we can forget why they're good times to begin with. When life is good, and this is key about this Psalm, when life is good, do not forget that he is good. The reason we have good in our lives is because that God is good. It's that his love endures forever. Let that refrain get stuck in your head. When life is good, don't leave behind. Don't forget the fact that it is him who makes life good. His love endures forever. The second thing that's good for us to see here about God's love and this refrain in this Psalm is that when it feels like the world is against us, his love endures forever. When it feels like the world is against us, his love endures forever. Think, think about the things that the psalmist talks about next in verses 10 through 16. Talks about them being delivered from being slaves in Egypt and talks about then after that, they have to go through the Red Sea. And then after that, Pharaoh comes against them. And after that, they have to wander in the wilderness. And when you look at these things one after the other, it just seems like even though they're being rescued, then there's something next, and there's something next, and there's something next. It seems like life is against them. And yet, with every one of those verses, what does the psalmist say? That in all those places where God is rescuing us, his love endures forever. The the word for love there in the Hebrew language is an interesting one. It's hesed, H-E-S-E-D, and it has this idea that's maybe even more than just what we would call love. We see this word used 246 times in the Old Testament, more than half of them right here in the book of Psalms. And when it talks about love, it's more than just kind of this touchy-feely thing that we sometimes have. In fact, if you have a Bible translation different from the NIV, maybe you have the New Living Translation, or the King James or the ESV or the CSB, whatever you might have, it might have a little bit of a different translation there. It might say his faithful love or his steadfast love or his mercy. See, the idea behind this word hesed is that it is love that has a covenantal commitment. It's not just warm feelings. It's not just touchy feely. It's I have pledged myself to you. I have committed myself to you through good and bad, for better or for worse. Chesed, this love, this faithful, steadfast, merciful love endures forever. This is a powerful thing. And I'll, I'll, I, I'm, I don't wanna make any enemies here, <laughs> but let me show you where I've really seen this idea play out. I think you know, probably if you've been around for any season of time, that uh, I have, since I was a little kid, been a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And football season is coming fast upon us. But can I tell you this? And you might not believe what I'm about to say. But some of the very best people that I know are Cleveland Browns fans. I don't have this, like, hate and deep disdain for Browns fans. In fact, I admire them The love that those fans have for their team, the steadfast, faithful, unwavering love through good times and bad. Every year saying next year, next year's gonna be our year. Hearing that over and over again, and here's the reality. I hope that my friends love me the way that Browns fans love their team. They have a chesed of faithful, enduring love. What's interesting about this Psalm, if you think about it, is what happens next. Some language that we don't always understand. Like look at verse 17 of Psalm 136. It says, "'To him who struck down great kings.'" doesn't mean a lot to us, but if you are living in the ancient Near East, if you're in Israel in Old Testament times, when they say that, it takes you back to the book of Joshua. His love endures forever. And killed mighty kings. His love endures forever. Verse 19 gets interesting because it calls them out by name. This is just a couple of the many in the book of Joshua. Sahan, king of the Amorites. His love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan. What a name. Og, king of Bashan. His love endures forever. Verse 21. One says, and gave their land as inheritance, his love endures forever. An inheritance to his servant Israel, his love endures forever. What that's talking about, and, and the people in the Old Testament times would have known this, is referring back to To the times in the book of Joshua, when as the people were trying to go into the promised land, time after time, after time, after time again, they kept hitting these obstacles. And every time God comes through for them, his love endures forever. It's not that they didn't hit those obstacles over and over again. It's not that it didn't keep coming. The story is this, that when it seems like things are coming at you one after the other, yeah, they may be, but God is still there. You know, it reminds me the other day, my mom and I were driving on the Anthony Wayne Trail. And as we were going down the road, we started to hear this dum, 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 noise. And, and you were like, well, what is that? is that? Is that a sound? My mom looked over at me. She says, is there something wrong with one of the tires or something? No, nah, it's just road noise. There's this, this portion of the road where just kind of rhythmically stretch after stretch after stretch, spot after spot. You just kind of hit this where it makes a noise. And that noise just keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming. And it reminds me that life's like that sometimes, where it makes a noise, it makes a noise. It comes at you one after the other, after the other. And I emphasize this, because some of you know what that feels like right now. There's moments when you go, I don't know if I can take much more. How much of this is gonna come my way? And this Psalm is a reminder that even if you feel like you just got out of Egypt and now you're at the Red Sea and now Pharaoh's coming after you, and now you're wandering and now it's this king and now it's that king, that in every one of those places, God is with you. Why? Because of chesed, because of his commitment to you, because he's chosen his loyal, faithful love to you, even in those moments where it feels like you're alone. See, God doesn't just love us in the good times. He loves us all of the time. He's with you in every moment. And as these Psalms have reminded us from the very beginning of this series, you are not alone. He is with you and he has your back. You know, we, we've kind of joked around and used some themes that have come in and out of music. And sometimes music, especially popular music, has caused us to think that love is just something that's an emotion. But God's love goes far beyond the emotional. See, his love for you isn't just some feeling It's not just some warm, fuzzy. It's not just love that endures forever, but it's his love that endures forever. It's his hesed. it's his commitment to you. And if you're in a moment right now, even where you might feel like God is far from you, know that he is right there with you. He has promised to be through thick and thin. Even when it feels like the hits keep coming, his love endures forever, which is what brings us to the third thing. Where this Psalm leaves us, the the third thing I want you to see is that when facing today's challenges, his love endures forever. Not just when life is good, not just when the world seems against you, but when you're facing the challenges of today. Why do I stress today? Because this Psalm makes this really kind of cool turn when we get to verse 23. The the first parts of this psalm are all about God or they're all about history. And then in verse 23, watch what the psalmist says. In verse 23, it says, he remembered us in our lowest state, not just our ancestors, not just the heavens. He remembered us in our lowest state. His love endures forever. He freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. Verse 25 says, he gives food to every creature He provides, he gives us our daily bread. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. Now picture this with me. (laughs) You're in the temple court and there are thousands of people who are there to celebrate a festival. And the leader of worship gets up to lead them and begins with give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And then for 26 more times, one after the other, His love endures forever. Over and over again, that refrain, and it is a reminder that the same God who was faithful in the past will be faithful to you today. The same God who was present in your difficult seasons, the same God when life is good, he is there. The God who was faithful in the past will be faithful in the present and the future. He is there, he is with you. His love endures forever forever. Such a powerful truth for us to know and see and consider. Isn't that why we like to listen to songs from the past? I mean, if, if you're honest about it, you go to stores, you go to restaurants. So many times the songs that you hear aren't necessarily the songs that are real current. Oftentimes they're the songs that go back. It's the hits of yesterday and today. It's those oldies that we like to hear. Why? because we've got stories and memories attached to them. And those things, we relive those things. I'm gonna guess that if you've been a follower of Jesus Christ for a considerable amount of time, then there's songs you can go back to. That when you hear the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, you go back to a place where you were reminded of God's faithfulness. Maybe a time when he was so good, or maybe a time when life was so hard. And when you go back and sing that song, Maybe for some of you of a different generation, when you hear a song like I could sing of his love forever, it takes you back to a place, maybe a place where you stood with hands raised and you sang that song. And when you hear it, you're reminded in the good times and the not so good times that his love endures forever. See, we go through situations in life And what's so key about this psalm is that in those situations, we are reminded past, present, and future, that his love endures forever. When you read this psalm, remember this. This is not a story of generations past. This is our story for today. This is a story for Calvary Church today. God has been so faithful to us. We we will be 70 years old this December we have a lot of stories of heartbreak and disappointment and frustration in those 70 years. But can I tell you that when you sum them all up and you look at them together, do you know what the response is? His love endures forever. And God's faithfulness in the past, for those of you that are struggling right now, when life doesn't make sense, remember that his faithfulness in the past is a reminder of his presence in your life today. His love endures forever. One last story, I I was talking recently with one of the missionaries that Calvary supports. They serve in a, a sensitive part of the world where I'm not able to tell you kind of who and where, but I can tell you this story that they were, they were riding, and you're, you're talking kind of a third world part of the world where traffic laws really don't apply. <laughs> and they were riding this little moto, this motorcycle, and as they were going down the road, someone pulled out in front of them and actually started going down the wrong side of the road. And as our friend went to swerve, the guy on the on the motorcycle coming at him also swerved in the same direction instead of the other. They had a head-on collision. They both went flying off their motorcycles. Both of the bikes went down and were, um, you know, suffered some damage in the collision of this. They're very fortunate. In fact, I believe that God protected them. Neither one of them got hurt. The story was that all of a sudden in kind of this empty road, these two motorcycles collide. And as our friend was getting up off the ground, the other guy in a language that this missionary really doesn't know that well began to yell and point a finger and to accuse them. This was your fault. You did this. You caused this. And in that moment, the missionary gets up and is trying to kind of explain what's going on. And all of a sudden, what he thought was an empty road, he looked around and now in the midst of this tense moment, there's a circle that surrounds them. And 10 foreign men are standing and looking into this circle. And it was in that moment that all 10 of these men pointed their fingers back at the guy that caused the accident and said, no, our friend didn't do this, you did this. You started this accident. It was your fault. And all of a sudden, these 10 people, the missionary said he looked around and all of a sudden it was his friends, it was the people he knew, it was his neighbors who he did not see there before. And now there's this circle of 10 people there standing with him and defending him and coming to his side in a key moment. And he was reminded that even in the most tense moments of our lives, God is there and he's faithful and he defends us and he stands with us. I'm not saying that there won't be moments where you don't experience crashes in your life. I'm just saying that you can rest assured that even in those moments, his love endures forever. We rest in his faithfulness. Our life has been filled with the goodness of God. And so we thank him for this. And maybe in this moment, you're going through one of those tough seasons. You feel like life has crashed around you. My encouragement is this, let this song get stuck in your head. His love endures Forever. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for this reminder from your word that in the good times and even in the times when it seems like life keeps coming at us, the faithfulness of your love in the past reminds us that you will be right there standing with us, defending us, providing for us, coming alongside of us in these moments of our lives as well. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. And so we rest on this truth that your love endures forever. I love you, Lord.
1: Oh, your mercy never fails me. It's on my days. I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I was of the goodness